Ready to keep you company wherever you are. Card Blanche, the podcast, brings you immersive, hard-hitting stories anytime, anywhere, every week. It's a dilemma confronting universities around the country. Thousands of students descending on their campuses in search of higher education. But where to house them all? In Bloemfontein, as in other university towns, opportunists are cashing in on the demand for student digs, offering subpar housing at premium prices. And it's turned once peaceful suburbs into poorly serviced and often very loud neighborhoods. The end of term in Bloemfontein. Around town, students are gearing up to party. Security companies on high alert. Students are unhappy that the end of term festivities might get shut down at any minute. We've heard the complaints from residents about rowdy students, loud music and wild parties. Let's see if we can find these students and see what actually goes on here and what the residents are complaining about. Tensions have been steadily mounting. Residents call in private security and the police as soon as students get rowdy. We join one of several patrols. Yeah, they get smoked, they're under the influence, um, and uh, now there's no limits. Yes. Um, when they're back at the homes. Guys, don't you think you're at enough now? We are people sleeping here. We're working. It's a universal conflict in any university town. Student life versus domestic life. Bloemfontein is a booming student town with the rapid expansion of the University of the Free State and the Central University of Technology in the heart of the city. Residents are taking strain. Francois Horn is leaving the green leafy suburb of Universitas that's been his home for the last 15 years. When we moved in, we saw thought this is the perfect place to raise the kids. And it was. And slowly it started to become not that perfect place anymore. Near the center of Bloemfontein, Universitas has large properties and spacious homes, a sought-after area with good schools and the universities within walking distance. What would you say has been the impact on your life with all of these sort of student reses mushrooming in your area? Their method of living is just not nice for a family. Um, they make noise at night. Let's say they start to stop in the street and they start to drink out of the car, stay there, play music. When Francois saw a block of flats being built in his neighbor's backyard, it was time to sell. He's the last of two families in the street. There's not a clear cut rules on how and where and when student houses can be uh, put in place for accommodation. There are more than 27,000 students here at the University of the Free State in Bloemfontein, but only 4,500 are accommodated here. The rest live off campus in the surrounding areas. And even though the university says this is great for local business, 
is wreaking havoc on the residential nature of these areas. Advocate Nell Saporti moved here 18 years ago. It was supposed to be an investment for her and her son. But the neighborhood she bought into is rapidly changing. Majority of the houses mm-hmm. um, are turned into student accommodation. People are buying up and just letting them out. Normally from a Wednesday to a Friday, yes. the students would come mm-hmm. and they start drinking. Mm-hmm. You can see from that accumulated garbage. This was the aftermath of the holiday and the weekend. Parks may be the obvious place for students to socialize, but residents struggle with the aftermath. It's only natural that students would then want to live near the university. Um, And we don't begrudge them. Um, They want to learn, they want to be near the university, they don't want to be working forever. Um, But yeah, some of the change has not been so good for the neighborhood. It's not just established homes being converted. Landlords are cashing in on hastily, poorly constructed buildings. Buy property today, tomorrow, they already are advertising for student accommodation. Some of these accommodations that we've been in, the passage is so narrow that God forbid that a fire should break out. Those kids will not be able to get out. The student boom is affecting all nearby suburbs. Anneke Anker of the Brandwach Neighborhood Association shows us how much new building is taking place. At least a third of homes are occupied by students and many are badly built. You know, building happens everywhere and anytime they don't submit to building plans. Uh, from the Mangahung side, there was delays in building plans. So if your building plan is not approved, you know, you just continue with the building in any way. Landlords are taking full advantage of the boom, cramming students into often substandard accommodation. One bathroom with two showers and a toilet is shared by 10 women. 24 people cook on one stove. Their bedrooms look more like cells, no desk and a tiny cupboard. No students were willing to speak to us, fearing recrimination from landlords, while accommodation is hard to find. We have not seen the municipality coming on board um, to enforce uh, compliance to building regulations and or even knowing that these plans have been submitted to the municipality. It's a lucrative business. Powerful people are cashing in. One of them is Advocate Swarelo Malakwan. He's the Director General of the Free State Education Department and the owner of that block of flats built on a residential property. He has shares in several other student digs. Local councillor Chart van der Walt claims many buildings aren't legal, including the one owned by Malakwani. The building plans weren't approved when it was built. Uh, it's still not approved. We even contacted the public protector and I spoke to the um, municipal manager numerous times. The owner at the end of the day finished the house and the students started occupying and the house was provisionally accredited by the university. Advocate Malakwani didn't respond to our email inquiries. This rapid influx of students could have been better managed if the municipality had been functioning. But it's been under national administration for the last year and there is a 60% vacancy rate in the planning department. So the Bloemfontein mayor has resigned. The city manager is in an acting position. There are only five building inspectors and 
The planning department has a backlog. No wonder the landlords are getting away with everything and nothing gets resolved. The university is required to inspect and accredit student accommodation before landlords can receive funding from the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. 45,000 Rand per student per year. Despite residents raising concerns, the majority are only partially accredited, yet still get the funding. Head of Student Affairs, Temba Shasho, assured us that landlords who didn't comply are deregistered. There's a possibility corruption might have crept in. We make sure that we visit those places mm -hmm. to ensure that the standard is kept. We also have a, an off-campus officer who actually deals with off-accommodation matters. This issue of students, residents and landlords is not unique to Bloemfontein, but things took a bit of a nasty turn here in Bloom when 600 residents signed a petition saying the students must go. The party, held in the days after our visit, turned violent. It's what residents are complaining about, and they're fed up with sitting on the sidelines. This became a crime scene now. Somebody's shooting in public. Their petition got the attention of the university, municipality, and the police. So we need the buy-in from the university. They can't keep on bringing in more students every year if there's no accommodation for them already. Inspections have begun, and there's a major showdown looming by the end of April. The municipality intends to enforce a bylaw limiting 20 students to 10 rooms per property. It will be chaos, and students will bear the brunt when thousands lose their non-compliant accommodation. We were told to speak to the municipality's head of communications, Kondile Ketama, and made an appointment. So it's just gone five o'clock. We've been here since half past three waiting for Mr. Kondileke Dama and there's still no sign of him. Um, I think it's clear that he's not going to meet with us and nobody from the municipality is going to account for what's happening. There are no easy solutions, but some are trying to make things better for everyone. If we don't speak up for ourselves and these students, it means people that are not compliant are going to continue doing as they please because they believe that they care. Just days before finalizing today's story, Advocate Malakwane's lawyers replied, denying that he owned any student properties. This, despite municipal records and current property valuations indicating otherwise. That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag Carte Blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We love hearing from you.